The Crystal Chronicle, the podcast for and about Sailor Moon Crystal. And here are your hosts, Makwachan, Yotana, Seiya, Yata, and Ranma. Hello, and welcome to a special episode of The Crystal Chronicles, a Sailor Moon podcast dedicated to all things Sailor Moon Crystal. On today's special edition, we will be talking about Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. Seiya, will you mind? Petite étranger. Thank you. Which is the newest Sailor Moon musical based loosely off of Sailor Moon R or the upcoming second half of Sailor Moon Crystal. Uh, you will be getting our opinions of the musical, the cast, the performances, the songs, the dancing, and everything else. <laughs> uh, my name is Mako-chan, and I have a group of people with me that have some very strong opinions of this show. Hello. Hi. Hi. I don't think our opinions are that strong, though. Um, considering who our two other members are, they could very well be very strong. Hi! Oh, right. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. You nerd, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I can picture Seiya and Yachten just watching this in full military fatigues, drill instructor hat, and just screaming at the TV at this. More like just plugging our ears. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have to agree with that one. Clue. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, so uh, why don't yeah? Why don't you guys uh, introduce yourselves? And <laughs> we're finally in something that Say and Yatin can you know fully talk about and express themselves. So Yatin, I expect energy. <laughs> Famous Are last you words? sure you know what you're asking for? <laughs> I hope so. Famous last words. <laughs> All right. All right. Anywho, um, I'm Saya, and this is my other half, Yaten. Um, sup? <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're we're cosplayers, and as as it's been alluded to, Mew nerds. Um, our our normal, uh, and the cat has decided to join in. Everybody say hi to Grey Guy. Hi, Hi, Greg. Guy. Anywho, um, we uh, our normal cosplay, and uh, you know, uh, it, we talk about um, on the other podcast. But um, we have a, a musical group that we've been running for mm-hmm. off and on for about seven years now, and it's called Last Chance Mew, where we take things from the original set of musicals. I guess that would be for, uh, first through fourth stage, depending on how you divide them up. And um, we go on stage and perform. And uh, when you go and watch the musicals that many times to break down songs and dances and try and keep it as true to life and make the costumes as best you can to whichever version of, you know, you're going for, you tend to get a little... Anal retentive. OCD. That's putting it nicely. <laughs> Obsessive. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We own, I want to say, almost all of the VHS, except for the really there's, sucky musicals. There's a couple of musicals that we owned them at one point or a time, and we watched them and went, well, that sucked, and just immediately sold them on eBay. <laughs> 
<laughs> was not worth the price of admission. <laughs> when you don't understand what's going on anymore, it's time to throw in the towel. Well, when you take three seasons and throw them in a blender and pour it back out again. Yeah, you have Galaxia, Hawkeye, Tiger's Eye, and... Um, Fish eye, Fish eye and Barrel. And Barrel, all in the same musical, and you don't know what's going on anymore. You're just like, hmm. Anywho, so there you go. We're going to be rambling a lot. I'm sorry. Uh, you've been warned. I, you, you asked for energy. Hey, I, I'm willing and ready to uh, handle it. <laughs> I guess. Maybe. Okay, I was just making sure you two were done. Nope. But go. Alright. <laughs> Let me take the baton while I can. Before Mako pulls a, a Lucy Van Pelt on me. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yep. <sighs> I'm Dijeron Mess, fan of Sailor Moon. I started watching the Miyus through the girls over here. And and my West Coast Minako, who decided it was a great idea to sit da- sit sit me down one day and watch one of Anz's final musicals, which I told her you oh, you God. are no you are no longer allowed to play that in my house. Too many the feels, <laughs> too many feels. So you did you did final first stage last day? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's mean to start you on. It would have been better just to start you on the very first one and just watch you f- go, what the fuck is this shit? Look, it's a seven foot moon rod. That's phallic. <laughs> Lord. But what's interesting, though, I just I found that while I got into the, to the musicals, uh, a friend of mine actually worked with one of the fan subbing groups that actually fan subbed them. I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but if it comes to me, I'll tell you later. Okay. Cool. Alright, so, uh, why doesn't everybody tell us the general, overall, I guess, feel, kind of, you know, like, dislike, about the entire musical? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you, you know, was it tolerable? Overall, I would say we liked it. Our overall feeling was this was definitely better than the last one. Which I know is contrary to what a lot of people are saying. Uh On the other end, we've read a lot of reviews on it, and a lot of people actually think that this was worse than the first one. And when we walked away from the musical, that was our feeling was... You know, as far as the musical itself goes, this was actually better than the first one. We, of course, have little nitpicks, but, you know... No, no, there's one big nitpick. Uh, With the exception of two people on the entire cast, no one can carry a tune in a bucket. (laughs) So... Um... Three people. Uh, Yuga? Mm -hmm. Tuxi, she's Taco Bazooka, she can sing. Taco Bazooka. Yeah, she's Taco Bazooka. Um... You know, there were other two, there were two others. So it was Saphir and Demand were also Takarazuka Unai, and they didn't do so. They hot. didn't do so hot. Though. Oh, Mercury! The Mercury, new Mercury had a good voice. She was good. And Pluto? Oh goddamn! She, she made me cry. Yeah. She made me cry. 
just flat out her singing. And to baby. find out this was her first musical she'd ever done. Holy cow. So. So that, I mean, that's our big thing. And that was our big thing with the previous musical was just the girls singing need to stop. They don't do well harmonizing with each other and it hurts and it makes our ears kind of bleed a little bit. That was something that they did with the old musicals. They were really good in the studio, so they would they would actually record stuff and they'd lip sync. Most of the girls would lip sync. Some were live. But this time they're trying really hard to do everything live and unfortunately, these girls are just not doing it. They, they need to reconsider that. Yuga can pull it off, but yeah. Mm-hmm. That overall, that was our feeling, is we actually liked, as far as the, the storyline and the actual musical, um, better. Okay, I'll kind of give my take on this, because, well, I enjoy musicals to a certain extent. I'm very picky. You're talking to somebody who will sit here and watch West Side Story every single day till... I can't anymore, and kind of give the middle finger to other musicals, because I don't like them. I guess it's my my train of thought or whatever. So, after watching a couple of the original musicals, I, I liked them. Yeah, they were campy as hell, but it's like, they were fun. It, it, it's like, fan fiction gone horribly wrong at times. So, I watched um, the first musical, uh, uh, La Reconquista. I thought it was pretty good, really campy, really out there. And then I watched Petite Atrange. Did I get it right? <laughs> Please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm watching it. It's like, it's not what I was expecting. It's like the total opposite of what I saw. It's like the producers were like, okay, this is the feedback that we got. We got to make some changes. To me, it just feels a lot more nicer, a lot cleaner. I really enjoyed the music. It's very popish compared to a lot of the like the bands you see at the like AKB48, Morning Musume, and the rest of them. You know, and watching them singing dance, I'm like, "Where's my DDR pad? This would go so well with it." I mean. I didn't, may not have, I may not have liked the first musical as much as I thought, but I'm definitely enjoying this one more. It just seems a lot more serious. Yep. <laughs> this one was way more serious than the last one. Uh-huh. Um, their dancing has always been good. In my opinion. Yeah. I always thought the dancing and the choreography was, was well done. Um... There was definitely, it felt like there was more music in this one. Yeah, it definitely was. It was like, music, ten minutes of talk, music, ten minutes of talk, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, there's definitely a few songs that I really enjoyed. There was a new one, and I currently can't remember the name. Was it the something, the Starlight? Yeah, the Starlight. That one was kind of cool. It was one of the last ones they did. Mm-hmm. Um, 
um, I didn't like any of the Tuxi songs. They like the lyrics were just bleh, bad. Abracadabra is pretty cute though. That yes. wasn't a Tuxi song though. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Abracadabra was cute, and um, Pluto's song was really pretty. Um, if I remember, I think they redid "We Are the Pretty Guardians" to "We Are Your Nemesis," something like that. With the false senshi, I thought that was pretty cute. Yeah, that. Yeah, that one was kind of neat. Um, I realize music is supposed to forward the storytelling, but sometimes they were very heavy-handed in their lyrics. Mm. It didn't flow very well. You know, I, I realize that that might be a language barrier too. Even listening to, and I realize we're reading translations and listening at the same time. You know, I mean, if you go through a lot of plays and a lot of musicals, you know, it, the, each song that's being sung by characters, and I'm not talking about Japanese ones, I'm talking about American ones, things you mm-hmm. see on Broadway, you know, the, it, it definitely forwards the plot and they're talking about things, but it isn't trying to beat you over the head with a hammer. You know, uh, I think they took on some of the songs, not all the songs, but some of the songs that they were just being really in your face with the plot about it, you know. Whereas I, I, I per- my personal preference are songs like um, Pluto's, where they they hint at the fact that, you know, she's in love with Neo King and Demian. Mm-hmm. Or... Um, while she didn't do a, a fantastic job performing it, Black Lady's song was actually really heart-wrenching. Yeah, mm-hmm. Black Lady's song was good. I just, the, the vocalist was struggling with the song itself. There were some notes. And, and, and that, that's where our problem is, is they had a, a good concept with some of these girls, but they were not, they were missing their harmony notes and whatever. It just and when you don't get two voices yeah. blending well, to to me it sounds like cats fighting in a bag. And it's not like this was the first time they practiced. The the, this is the video we saw was their last show. So, ugh. <laughs> that's a little rough. Um, but I mean, it, like you said, the choreography and the dancing has always been good. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that kind of threw me off at the beginning of the uh, of the musical, it just dropped right into the storyline, and I'm like, well, shouldn't it be like a like sort of like a somebody kind of giving you like a a brief rundown of what happened within like a two minute time frame or something? But you know, eh. Mm-hmm. I think they were going with more of a manga feel though, because that's literally what happens in the, uh-huh. the oh, second I know. one. You literally, she just falls out of the sky, and you you're. Yeah, yeah, I understand after that first scene, they they explained it a little bit. You know, I just, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But they were trying to cram a lot into a musical as well. So I can kind of see why they were like, meh. Yeah. Yeah, they had a lot of storyline in this. What about you? Um... I'm I, I have to agree with the ladies. Mm. Um some of the singing was really good, some of it not so much. Um, but it, it seemed like the newer cast members were the ones that were better than the people that had been in the show before. 
which is, I mean, quite surprising, at least for the beginners. I can understand that those that have been doing shows and doing the singing and all of that, um, having really good voices and knowing, you know, where they're supposed to be picking up with the story and all of that. Um, but I was also really disappointed that after two musicals, the girls still could not get it together. Yeah. Even their signature song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were so disjointed and I mean, I don't know if it was them being upset because it was their last show, but it looked like they had done absolutely no learning from the first musical. That yeah. nobody had corrected their mistakes by that point. Uh, maybe to them the mistakes were, were, were there were no mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Or they realize this is close as we're going to get, and we're going to pull this off. Well, if that's the case, then they're doing a disservice to the musical genre, and you know, right at all. And you're absolutely correct, but. Maybe that's how they look at it. You know, maybe we got to understand. It's like, the, I guess it's the whole culture thing. Maybe that's how they feel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Considering they're perfectionists and everything else, I can't imagine that, though. No. I mean, just the fact that uh, of how things went in the first musical, for them to keep most of the original cast, and I believe Mercury only left because of school or something like that. It's not like they kicked her out. Right. Um, Some sort of obligation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just the fact that, you know, from the original coming into the second one, they they didn't, I, I don't know, they didn't progress any. Mm-mm. And that's kind of sad. And it's, it, it's very against what is usually, you know, the Japanese mindset. Right. The person I expected to have the most progression was actually Mars, because when she did this, she was like, what, 15? I think so. She's like Uh 15 years old. And you can in the when you go back to the very first, the first musical, you can tell she's 15 years old. She looks scared and she's Uh scared when she sings. And her stage presence definitely got better because, you know, she had to hassle Usagi in this one, but her singing voice did not change at all. She still sounds like a scared little girl. No, and it makes me wonder if the reason why they kept the girls on was more familiarity. Continuity. Yeah, than anything else. Because at at the point where they weren't you know, they weren't singing together. They were, I mean, they were doing the steps together. But if you look really closely, you can see that it's not fully meshing up. Mm-mm. That a couple of them are either, you know, one beat behind or one beat ahead. Which also explains why their singing isn't meshing. But if, you know, on anything else, those girls would have been replaced. So the only thing I can think is that for continuity, they kept them all. Right. Oh, that makes sense. And, you know, also, too, I mean, we can speak from experience. It really sucks when you have to teach somebody new, brand new, like, like all the same choreography that you should have known from the previous time. Uh Uh-huh. 
I mean, you're always, when you take a break, you're always going to need a refresher, but starting over from scratch does suck. All right, so why don't we break the musical down a little bit? Um, I guess we'll start from the beginning and go on. Let's, you know, let's dissect Act 1. All right, and I brought up a song list to help us. I also have have it, too, just in case, so... I also have it up, too. (laughs) (laughs) We're all prepared. I also have the video up. No, our computer will crash if we try that nonsense. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I have it paused at Act 2 on the PS3, so... There you go. Um. And I have it in VLC right here. So, um, Rama had mentioned that um, it was kind of disjointed to jump right in with Chibi Moon in the future. Mm-hmm. In a way, I kind of felt that, but on the other hand, um, where else are you going to start? Well, you did get a little tiny bit of her in... You know, like... What should be Crystal Tokyo. Yeah. Right. And then, boom, you know, shit happened. Gotta go, bye. I think they wanted to establish, though, how bad Chibi had it. Because if you think about it, 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 it's gotta suck, you know? Your mom is this all-powerful ruler, you know? And you're supposed to be able to take her place, and surprise, not only can you not do that, but... Y'all still look like a little kid after 900 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the other hand, she shouldn't be acting like a little kid after 900 years. That's always been a problem of mine with Chibiusa. Think mm-hmm. Claudia from the Vampire Diaries. She looked like a kid. She didn't think like one. Nah. So I don't understand why she still had the mentality of, a, of an 8-year-old or 7-year-old or wherever she got stuck at. That didn't make sense. Maybe it's more like, well, 900 years, I guess it takes, maybe it takes longer for maturity to kick in, because I'm thinking something more along the lines of, like, Highlander, you know, they are, they're like 1,500 years old, they have all this knowledge and so forth, but maybe it's more like this, it's more like a bit of slow, suspended animation, per se. Maybe when she turns 1,000 years old, she will look a little bit older and learn a little bit more. That's not what they said. They actually flat out said she aged normally, and as soon as she got to wherever she was right then, she stopped aging. Mm. That thing prevented her from going any further. And that something was apparently getting her heart broken. Have you... uh, Yeah, we'll get into that later. Yeah, I'm guessing the whole reason why she didn't mature was probably because everybody kept treating her like a child. Yeah. So she feel like she had to grow up. Exactly. Because it's sort of like if you keep telling someone you need to act a certain way, da 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 da. A lot of times they're just, they're not going to act that way just out of spite, you know. Well, on the other hand, they no, they they did treat her like a king. Because Endymion at one point says, you know, small lady, introduce yourself, and that's something you say to a small child. Uh-huh. So here he is, nine hundred years later, still treating her like a little kid. And I wonder if that is partially to blame as well. Oh, yeah. If she were able to mature enough to, you know, because with maturity usually comes clarity. Not always, but usually. So 
it's very possible that because she wasn't able to mature, she wasn't able to get that clarity, she wasn't able to get past the issues that she had. Right. Mm-hmm. So it all keeps coming back around in a circle. And it's hard to gain confidence when your parents don't even believe in you. Mm-hmm. I've been there. <laughs> so you did mention Abudakadabuda was a really cute song, and I it agree was. with that. Yeah, that one was really cute. For for little kids singing, both uh, uh, the chibi we got to see, she was minus the harmony. That was that was kind of painful. The harmony with Pluto later on. Yeah, but uh-huh. she was actually a pretty good singer for a little one. Pluto was yeah. trying really hard to harmonize with her though. Uh huh. She's like, I can tempt this somehow. We've had a couple of kids come through our theater for shows, because um, that you know that's my seasonal job. And so I'm used to seeing how they trade out kids. They, there's usually two with a show, and if one works one night, one works the next one. And it's it's really interesting to see because sometimes they get singing parts and things like that. And it while a lot of them are good at memorizing their lines at that age, music is a little harder for them to grasp. So I was really impressed with the little kid in this one. All right. Well, we continue on, and we get our first look at some of the. Uh, villains of the show. I, they got along better than I thought they were going to. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, and until you know, closer to the end when things start breaking down, right? Um, they all did have, and I mean, it's supposed to be that they're not necessarily all family, um, but that they. Grew they up together. together as a family. Yeah, um, and you you do see that in the very beginning, right. where you don't really see that in the anime. Um, that they're they're always you know at each other's throat and trying to one up each other. Right. But the musical really brings in that you know they've been around together for a while, and while they might have differences of opinion, they're still you know they still treat each other as family. Hmm. Again, until the very end when things start going to shit. Right. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I, 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 I like the dynamic of the, the people working together. Um, I, I like the fact that the three actresses for the male leads really read well as guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. They did really well with that. But, you know, two of them, I were, believe two out of the three at least yeah. were... Takarazuka alumni, yeah, so what, um, what do you before, expect? Sapphire and Demond. Yeah, well, I'm looking at um, Rubius, and seriously, I'm having a hard time seeing female. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you can see yeah. it in some of the ways that um, the character moves, but just the, the, the clothing, the makeup, the attitude screams you know, jackass guy. Yeah. They did very well with the costume and makeup and, you know, everything for Rubius was... I had to go get my program book, sorry. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I mean, just with the attitude, um, it's almost, it's almost hearkening to, uh, from Hook, Rufio. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good analogy. 
he's just got like that, you know, I'm a badass kind of feel and knows it, so plays up with it. It's awesome. Yeah. So then, of course, there's the... Esmerad wasn't nearly as obnoxious as I'm used to. That was nice. That was a nice change. <laughs> mm-hmm. Usually, I want to push her out of 12th story window. She's so annoying. Um. So that was that was kind of nice. And I, I mm-hmm. think they did a really good job. Their first musical number left a little to be desired, just mainly because the, while the music, I liked the, the, the type of music that they were doing. I don't know. Something about the singing bugged me again. You'll hear that over and over from us. I do like the fact that they did kind of a retro style for a lot of the, the, the Black Moon numbers. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fun. Well, I think they were going for something disjointed. Yeah. Which works for those characters. Well, I'm sorry, Cat. <laughs> no. I did not mean to disturb you. Would you put you here? Give me this. Excuse me. Thank you. But my lap is disturbingly cold now that he's gone. So anyway, so you know, their their introduction was interesting. Yeah, I wish they had done something a little better for wise men though. Yeah. I mean, instead of really treating Wiseman as a character, it's a prop. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, that leads into... Uh... Chibiusa sleeping with Mamoru. Hey, yo! (laughs) So nasty! No, no, let's not jump that far ahead yet. Let's go ahead and go to Chibiusa staying with... You know, Mamoru at his place, Usagi flipping her nut, and Mamoru doesn't care. <laughs> and Mamoru is acting like a giant pedophile with a child that hasn't even given her his, uh, giving him her name. Uh huh. Hi, Mamoru Chiba. Chris Hansen, MSNBC. Would you please have a seat? <laughs> we would like to talk to you. <laughs> you have issues. <laughs> next time on Jerry Springer. (laughs) I will say, though, and I don't know if this is just the clothing that was chosen, but um, Mamoru was definitely a lot more feminine-looking than in the first musical. At least least out of, you know, the tuxedoed garb. I don't know. I think that purple thing was pretty gay. (laughs) Well, Well, yeah, that, that was... That was that's horrible, like, but it was—it 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 was, it was, was clothing right there. It was <laughs> kind of boss, though, you know. No, I'm—I'm I'm talking, I guess, about the, um, the denim shirt mm-hmm. with what looks like—I can't even tell if that's another denim shirt over it. <laughs> Denimception. And then, you know, these green pants, which I'm looking at, I can't tell if they're denim. They probably are. I, I just say they're throwbacks to the anime. By the way, um, they like, I mean, uh, and by they, I mean uh, costume departments. When you're doing general scenes, 
If they don't have to make a costume, they'll hit a thrift store. Yeah, they just find shit at thrift stores. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying, you know, that that's a bad thing, but denim on top of denim on top of denim, and I don't know. It just, it looks odd. (laughs) And it's probably because I'm looking at these, and these look like um, women's fitted pants, which is probably what's making Mamoru look much more feminine. Yeah. Well, it's a step up from his 90s garb. <laughs> it To me, it was a, just a throwback to the 90s garb. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's, it's the fit that's, you know, throwing off. Like, I get it's supposed to be an all-female cast, but I yeah. don't know. I didn't really notice. I was too busy being annoyed by the whole... That whole dynamic bothers me to begin with, but it was really bad in this uh-huh. piece. I have to admit, I was staring at a couple of the costumes. I remember I made a comment to you because I caught a glimpse of Neo Queen Serenity's dress and I started laughing hysterically because I realized what they used for the rings at the top of her dress. They are... If you ever go into Joanne's and you go into the drapery section, they have these giant grommets that you can punch through um, fabric to turn into drapery. So they use drapery rings. They for use her. drapery rings for the gold circles on the top of her dress. And I just was like, <laughs> oh, it works, but man. So there was definitely some costume breaking down going on. Which you'll always get from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. We wouldn't <laughs> want it any other way. The the other character introduction we got in the first act was Pluto. Well, we're not there yet. We're going a little by little. Uh, what did you guys think about the musical number with the uh, inners? Um, uh, yeah, the Usagi band with no Usagi. That was yeah. cute! That was the first time we actually got to see Ray being Ray. And that was nice. And that was super cute. I really actually, despite the singing, I really enjoyed that scene. Best part of the scene, Minako on bass. That was it. I was done. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy the uh, their shaped instruments. Mm-hmm. So does that, um, does that mean Mercury we're... on guitar is a little amusing. <laughs> <laughs> so eighties, you know. Going, Damn it! Why can't I find a keytar? It's so eighties, you know. <laughs> it definitely is. It is extremely, extremely, you know, eighties. And I Did was I pull a drum set out. No. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody needed an instrument. They're not pulling out a drum set. Nope. So, um. Mako-chan, does this mean we have to go out and see about getting you a green-shaped Thunderbolt guitar? Hells yeah, yeah that thing was cool! <laughs> no, thank you. you know it you, was glittery! You know it you is. Wa- it is full of glitter, but you, unless I'm gonna cross over, you know, my Makoto costume with gem, no. I don't know! Hey, it, that is a good idea! <laughs> Let, it, let us make an inner senshi gem in the holograms crossover. Usagi is going to be gem. Oh, God. Pink. And, yep, we'll just go from there. Oh, God. I like this idea. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. 
<laughs> it is glitter-tastic and holographic and Notice awesome. I've been silent back here. I'm just looking at her in horror. Why? <laughs> this is awesome and you know it. <laughs> the idea is awesome, but the execution might not be so. What, what if the starlights are the misfits? Could work. Could work. No, that'd be the four weird sisters. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, okay, that would work. I guess that means Rubius would be their lead singer. Oh, God. And that's all she wrote. They learned peace. <sighs> I did like the interplay between um, Usagi and the girls. And Usagi walks on and starts singing, you know, you're late, you idiots. <laughs> that was cute. I, I liked We Are Your Nemesis. That was an interesting song. It was. And I oh liked the fact that... Oh my god. What? Uh-oh. Um, there's fan art. Share. Yeah. Well, what should I have um, to Google in order it, to see it, this? It's, it's not very good fan art. Oh. Was it what we were talking about? Sailor Moon and the Holograms. Yeah! We'll visit that at a later time. Yeah, it, it's it's eighties tastic. Oh dear God! I ju- okay. I see the image. It's it's not bad. Not it's good not either. Good either. But, I it's mean, it's not bad, but it's not good either. I, I don't, it it should. I think this should be more taken more off the the anime style instead of the manga style because you know, yeah. Because yeah. Mm. Cause yeah. Yeah. So anyway, back to the show. Um, they did the <laughs> strong point in that they did a whole bunch of dancing, and I thought it was cute to see Chibi Moon dancing. Uh huh. That was cute. But I don't know about you guys. When a Tuxie showed up and started throwing around Tuxedo La Smoking Bomber, I didn't get that he killed Emerald. Yeah, that was weird. He just knocked Emerald to another dimension. No, it actually killed her. Like yeah, they, said they actually on. said flat out that she was dead, like, in another scene after that. And we were like, what? I, that didn't translate that to me. I we know. were like, yeah, she's no. dead already? Damn. <laughs> and somehow Tuxedo Comet ha- was able to upgrade and do a dual smoking bomba. Yeah. Well, that's because he combined his powers with his future self. He had a, he had a higher body count than anybody in there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if anybody else got this, but to me, uh, Yuga, they seem to really push her to, to have a, more of a presence on stage. I don't know if that was contractual or the fact that they realize Yuga is a sexy beast and having her <laughs> on stage isn't a bad idea. Because hmm. if you think about it, you know, Mamoru, in, at least in the manga, um, he's there, but he's he's not like the presence unless... There's a reason, like, for Usagi to need him there. Uh, now, the original 80s anime, he was in everything. He showed up all the time, and you just wanted to shoot him. Shut up. Get out of the shot. Stop saying that about it. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> but in this particular instance, they, it almost seemed like if they had an excuse to put Yuga on stage, they did. Yep. And I can't blame them. <laughs> no, but it was also a little annoying. Yeah, because it takes away from um, Usagi, it takes away from the story, it takes away from the other girls who Mm -hmm. 
once again, there was a line at the very end that made me really annoyed. You know, um, where the girls were just like, you know, we're here for you. You can use us however you please. I think that was the rough translation of it. I'm like, really? I realize they're your senshi, but really? Yeah, I, I was... I, I was a little miffed about that. And that whole scene, basically, I was a little miffed about. But yeah. I, I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Yes, we are. Oh. We are. Okay, so... um the girls singing, dancing, um, Usagi's reaction to that. <laughs> you snooze, you lose. Yep. It Did is... you think that her jealousy was a little over the top, though? I mean, I realize this is Usagi we're talking about, but she almost broke into anime levels of I'm jealous of Chibiusa. Well, I mean, if we go back to what we've been talking about, we've been talking about it reflecting a lot about the original anime. So maybe that's where they're going with it. You know, it, it just seems like this musical pretty much had manga storyline, but anime antics and personality, you know? There you go, anime characterizations. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was, it's very, very anime-tastic. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's in a good way or not, mm. truthfully. I mean, a lot of this ended up being somewhat annoying in how annoying the characters were. So what came next? It says, Belief What Is Believing is our next song, and I don't even remember what that one is. Same. Uh, the next song after Eye Candy was We Are Your Nemesis. Well, we started talking about that because we talked about how uh, uh, Tuxedo the Smoking Bomber took out Emerald. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's when they do the whole... Uh, the, the, it's, tux- the, it's, it's, it's a retro thing. Like, Mako realizes those aren't her friends. Those are droids. Yeah. Right, and then they have the fight, and Tuxie shows up, and then the next song that is that, like, thing with Usagi and Mamoru and Chibiusa on the balconies. Right, right. Uh, and oh, yeah, that's that's premonition. Okay, because, like, he was trying to get her to talk to the the little doll. Mm-hmm. Which is straight out of the anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when we meet the, uh... uh should I call them... Nega Scouts? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Alterna Scouts? I thought that was an interesting twist. I thought that was kind of cool. It says, oh, Belief What Is Believing was the song by um, that Ami sang where she said that, um, oh, okay. you know what, I realize that this kid is really fucked up and weird, but I believe in her. <laughs> Thanks, Ami. And all of you guys should believe in her, too. So that she's been hanging out from Kamina from Gurren Lagan. Yeah, the Alterna Scouts, though, and their fight. Yep. OMG. <laughs> So evidently in this, uh, fire can't defeat water or some sh- something like that? Um, because water puts it out. Well, it, de- it depends on how much fire, well, it depends on how much fire you throw at it, I guess. So, uh, nope, sorry, yeah. Pokemon. 
That's why. Yeah, I, I, I was seriously the most amused with the Jupiter fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm watching the Jupiter fight. I'm expecting her to jump up and pull an RKO out of nowhere or a stunner. I'm sitting there expecting to hear JR do the play-by-play of that scene, okay? Yeah. <laughs> That was hysterical. But yeah, the, that's why Jupiter had to defeat the evil Ami. Because, you know, electricity defeats water. Alright. <laughs> well, I only... See, now I'm reminded of my old... Of a comic history called Zetraman. And the quote was, Fire plus water equals steam. The world can be saved by steam. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also thought the uh, the Venus fight was amusing. Or basically, I like the they... Venus wasn't sure, so she kept copying her. Mm-hmm. It was sort of like like a model off from Zoolander. Um, but uh, Alterna Moon. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I almost want to go. Wow. So uh, you know they gave the the really bad cosplayers uh, a, a role in this. <laughs> oh, God. Chops fired! <laughs> no. I, I mean, I, I get she's supposed to, you know, be a bad clone, but this looks horribly like somebody's, you know, attempt at cosplay. Yeah. Especially <laughs> the the red shoes with the red stockings to represent her boots. Yep. Wait, wait, wait. And not just red shoes, it's red sneakers. <laughs> wait, wait, hold it, hold it. Everyone, do you hear that? Do you hear that? You know what I hear? I hear Jimmy's being rustled right now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and, and, and I'm watching this scene, I'm like, if you notice, our Sailor Moon has the full outfit, and this one looks like a anime season one reject. I'm sorry, but that's what it looked like. Something from Milano. Yes. And I'm expecting the other Senshi to look similar. No! Looks like that Sailor Moon got the short end of the cosplay stick. Yeah, basically everyone else had really dumbed-down versions of the actual musical Fuku. Right, they Mm -hmm. just didn't have the trim and stuff on it. Right, and then they had black gloves. Yes. Uh You could tell them apart, but... From a distance. And then there's the Sailor Moon, and you're just like... Wow! <laughs> I'm waiting for the cosplays to happen. You know it's coming. Well, people have already... Girls have already done Saban Moon, so why not? I actually saw a good Saban Moon. That was That's the scary part. No, no, the scary... No, here it is. And I've heard this from, from somebody that they did a Saban Moon cosplay and someone walked up to them and just berated her on how it's incorrect. And a part of me is like, well, I can kind of understand that because not everybody has seen the Saban Moon stuff, even with internet connectivity and so forth. But it's like, if you really are a fan of Sailor Moon, you would have a general idea of of this, and you would have seen it at least once in your life. Well, your little sister did a costume yeah. from PGSM. You know how um, Usagi does Sailor Bunny in the Act Zero? Yeah. She had the exact same reaction about, wow, that's a really bad Sailor Moon. And she's like, 
I'm not Sailor Moon. I'm Sailor Bunny. I'm Sailor Bunny. From this Act is, Zero. This is actually legit costume. <laughs> but you, but here's the thing, though. I don't mean to derail that much, but a lot of people who watch PGSM, some of them tend to disavow like this has ever happened. It's like, this was so bad. I can't believe they super sent it. It's like, yeah, we're going to pretend this never happened. Well, we still haven't even seen the wedding act, so... I can... We'll, we'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so back to, to the really hysterical, you know, cosplay knockoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you do know the black gloves were so the, the kids sitting in the back of the theater can realize that that's not their favorite character running around kicking everyone's butt. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It was just the audience. So, but that, I thought it was really cute. That was a nice scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it did, you know, the dancing and the, the acting went really well. You know, it, the, the choreography was, was well done as far as I'm concerned. It's funny. <laughs> yes, it was funny. And then what was next? Uh, let's see. We've got that. We've got all five of them fighting. We've got ah, we've got Pluto. Well, we've got the some of the girls being taken. Right, right. And then we have Pluto. And Tuxi going away. Mm-hmm. So we're down at this point. We're down to Venus, Tbusa, and Sailor Moon. I just that scene with Satomi and realizing that you know Usagi has sex with Mamoru. Oh, you're jumping, <laughs> you're jumping ahead I'm to sorry. when they're on the moon, honey. <laughs> was, they weren't on the moon. No, they were at Crystal, it's Crystal Tokyo. It's on Earth. Oh, but, well, yeah, sorry. The, but, when they're in Crystal <laughs> Tokyo. But, yeah, you're jumping ahead a little bit there. Let's talk Here. about Pluto first. All right. if, Pluto. if I'm not allowed to jump ahead, you're not allowed to jump ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so um, who are all those weirdos? If she's supposed to be alone, why were they dancing around in her room? Yeah. <laughs> I I have to agree. There were a lot of extra dancers there. Yeah, like what the hell are you doing at the gates of time? <laughs> um, I'm wondering if they were supposed to represent the the clouds, like the or fog, smoke something. Yeah, or maybe they were supposed to represent time itself because Shibiusa did say you can't let go of my hand, and then these chicks in whatever garb are pulling them apart. So maybe that was supposed to represent them traveling through time? I don't know. Mm. All I know is they were weird people that were dressed up strangely and they were dancing around. Dancing all over the place. And it's like, okie dokie. I want Pluto's time key. Yeah, that is a very, very pretty piece of equipment. Yes. They did a wonderful job making that prop. It was a little short, but it was if you take a look at the manga, though, uh, she's actually taller than her time key. The can opener is larger than Saturn. <laughs> it depends on the drawing. Naoko can't figure anything out. She's not consistent with colors. She's not consistent with, you know, weapons. What she do in her 30 teal hair colors? Uh. You know, honestly, it depends on the picture you're looking at. But anyway, so that was interesting. It was interesting that she did not... Pluto did not recognize Venus or Moon. Especially considering she's supposed to be, you know, watching over time itself. 
How come you didn't recognize these people? It's simple. It's CPD. Convenient plot device. I thought it was CRS. <laughs> oh, in before TARDIS. <laughs> yeah, I, I was about to say, you know, time is not linear. It's a bit wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Yep. You can have it. Because, I mean, you would figure that the person that controls time would know when everything happened, and obviously she should have already had this conversation with them. To know that she was going to be having this conversation with them. But then that's only if time is... That's only if time is linear. Right. And then she would be outside of time, so she would know all of time. Obviously, this proves that time is not linear, at least according to Sailor Moon. Yeah. But that's still, I mean, okay, I can kind of get, because, you know, Neo Queen Serenity's hair is white or silver. And, you know, Sailor Moon's hair is yellow. Okay, get it, got it. Venus, however, has not changed has in not 900 years. Has not changed in 900 years. Why didn't you at least recognize her? The only thing I can think is that possibly she was thinking it might be somebody trying to um, impersonate. Yeah. To go back into time and screw with things. On the other hand, she said, if anybody comes here, I have to kill them. Maybe she did recognize her and was like, I'm sorry, I realize who you are, but you're not exempt. Bye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, you know, it, it's Chibius is like, hey! Don't do that. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, because as soon as Chibiusa comes out, Pluto realizes exactly who everybody is and goes, oh, shit. No, um, she actually tells her who right. they are. And then she's like, your Sailor Moon? She's like, your Sailor Moon? Whoops. <laughs> right. So that was, that was interesting. But immediately she's like, okay, you can go through the door. Bye-bye. Get out. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I know who you are. Okay, go ahead. You can go screw around in the future. Why not? None shall pass, I say. None. Oh, wait. Except you and yeah, you. It's cool. It's cool. You. Yep. And then, of course, going into the future, Usagi meets her crystallized self, and then the purple pantsuit of doom. Oh, Dude, no, look that's... at all the rhinestones on that bitch. That was that. That was a floral rhinestone monstrosity. I was just like. If I had unlimited money, I would make that costume. That thing. And it was lined in silver liquid lame. The cape. So you're saying this came out of the Liberace collection? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was like... This was Liberace in lavender and silver and white. Yes. You do realize, I know somebody who would cosplay that and wear that and rock the living shit out of it. I know, okay? I'm waiting yeah, for them to be able to do, do so. Do Say what? Say what now, Marco? I said they'd have to afford to be able to do so. Knowing him, if I, if, if I get enough screenshots and put it on his wall, he will. He will find a way to do this. Yeah, because that, that's... I can tell you by looking at that the rhinestones and everything on that that is an expensive. It's like costume. just the brief pictures we saw of it. That costume is like two grand. Yeah, because you've got the cuffs, 
of the jacket. You've got the waistband of the jacket. You've got the lapels of the jacket. You've got what looks like actually on the vest itself at the bottom, because I don't think that looks... Yeah, that doesn't look like it's on there. The the cape... The, at the top, there's the parts, you know, the like the little medallion-looking things that mm-hmm. hold the on, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is wow. And I, no, there's no pictures of him in there. Sorry, honey. Poopsicles. I tried. I have a picture. I will send you. Yeah. But um, well, I've got uh, on um, Last got Chance it. Mew. Yeah. I I have a probably about 500 screen grabs. Mm. So, but, um, yeah, that is an expensive costume. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's special. I just, I, I love the fact that, you know, they, they've taken these and they've takarazuka all of these costumes. Yeah, these- it's not even, you know, Saturnu from the 90s. This is Taco Bazooka level bling. Oh, yeah. It really is. All, all she needed was some ass fluffies and we'd be done. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Don't put it past them. The next, if they come out with another one, they might come strolling down the stairs and ask Fluffy's next time. <laughs> I'd, I'd pay to see that. All right, where were we? Ask Fluffy's. Ask Fluffy's. Oh. No, back to the musical. Before so let's see. We were Silver and Black. It was our next song. Mm-hmm. Is that Tuxie explaining what's going on? Yes. Well, not Tuxie. Kingu. Andy. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, when everybody's in technically a different area, but they're all singing together. Mm. Oh, right. Yeah. And the Crystal Palace is basically being overrun, but uh, Jupiter, Mars, and Mercury can somehow, you know, be in this shot because they're looking from, I guess, the spaceship and seeing what's going on. What they were doing, actually, was kind of interesting. They were pulling, like, an M.C. Escher. They were moving around stairs, you know, kind of like in the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. And making it so that this was a maze, that they were all trying to figure out a way out, but they couldn't see each other. They did, somebody did mention that at one point. Yeah. When did Usagi get grabbed? Um, I believe at the end of this. Okay. Because Demond had to straddle her. That that whole scene with Usagi in in the dress and and Demond, oh, that was creepy. Yeah, that was that was really effed up. We haven't gotten to that part yet. Sorry, that's Act Two. Well, the... is it? Yeah, okay. with, with her in the dress. Yes, that's the start of Act Two. Oh, that's Peter Goddess. You're right. I'm sorry. Okay, well then they technically haven't done that that traversing the maze scene yet either. That would that would be, yeah. I think that's dark madness. Um, what's unfulfilled feelings then? Oh, that's <laughs> Pluto. Uh-huh. Poor <laughs> Yeah, that that that's Pluto going crap. You know, she beat me to him. That, well, that also means that's the area where, you know, Kingu comes in and goes, Did you see my daughter? She's like, yeah, she was just here. And then Chibiusa freaks and gets all jealous over Pooh. Yeah, that was 
weird. So, and that's very, I mean, that is a definitely a childish attitude where a kid's like, but I thought you were my friend. You can't have any friends from but me. Nobody my dad else. made you smile? Yeah. Fuck you. Mm. That, that is definitely a very childish attitude. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. that actually made me kind of sad. But that's why she went rogue. Mm-hmm. She got jelly. Oh, well. Yeah, which basically happens after this, because we have the darker version of uh, Abracadabra. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, that's how, like, that's where Act 1 ends. Mm Mm-hmm. Is Chibiusa getting grabbed by Wiseman, and then after that, Sailor Moon getting grabbed by Demond. And then Act 2 starts with Black Lady. Dancing with Tuxedo Kamen. (laughs) <laughs> that whole thing just ugh, barf last time on Sailor Moon in Kentucky uh-huh. last time on Sailor Springer yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry it's okay it fits it, the, the, the worst part is, is it, it almost looks like King and me and keeps playing that trope he's not helping his own kid Mamoru is a messed up Dude! Yeah. Well, if you had to live without parents and you were figuring shit out through other means, well... But the thing is, as the king, he lived through this as Mamoru, so he should remember what he's doing. Which reminds me, you know... That that would explain that time was linear. (laughs) (laughs) Wibbly, wobbly, timey-wimey crap. Well, here's the other thing at this point. Usagi could have ended this at any point and gone, you know what, from here on out, I'm using birth control. Yep. Look, no more black lady. Look, she doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) Of course, that kills the storyline, but hey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you've got them (laughs) dancing, and then it goes into Usagi in bed. In a very fluffy white dress. That people will try to make. It mm-hmm. looks some sort of strange hybrid between a wedding dress and a flamingo, and dancer. a flamingo dancer's dress. <laughs> I just, I had a real hard time with that scene. It just set my teeth on edge. <sighs> and that, that means they were doing it right. It wasn't that it was done poorly. It, it was actually that it was done, I mean... Demond is an incredibly manipulative human being, uh, and he would be rapist if he would have gotten his way. Mm-hmm. Oh. That that scene should have come with trigger warnings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was, uh... But I'm amused that um, at the end of this show, when they're, you know, saying their goodbyes and talking oh, yeah. about the other shows... Um, yeah. Demond actually says, oh, I can't straddle Usagi anymore. And Satomi runs over and jumps on her. Yeah, because this was the last show in Japan, I think. And then they yeah, were going to Singapore. Shanghai. And Shanghai, yeah. And because of that, they couldn't... Some of the more adult-themed things they weren't able to do. Oh, Correct. I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not that 
um, it's not that she wouldn't be able to do it anymore. It's because of where they were going. Certain it's things sensitive. had to be changed. Yeah. yeah. Religious reasons and culture. No, it's more of a religious thing and it probably, you know, because if they did go to Singapore, what we saw would have been cut down to about a buck 15 and called it a night. Well, they can imply certain things. Like, yeah. he could have made her dance, and he could have made her do this or that. It's just he couldn't straddle her and do some of the more suggestive stuff. Oh. Yeah, um, I think it was he couldn't even be in bed with her. That, yeah. It was right. that kind of cultural thing, that he couldn't even be in the bed with her. Well, it because is that difference. implied too much. Right. So... It is the Chinese. What do you want? Mm-hmm. But here you go. I give you free reign of my castle because you can't do anything anyway. <laughs> Sucker. And then you get, there's then the one heart is the one where everyone is singing across, you know, you got Venus back in Crystal Tokyo. You've got the girls down in the dungeons. Usagi's running around trying to find her way through this mess. Yeah. And somehow they can still hear each other. Right. And that's when you get the MC Escher slash uh -huh. maze thing. And a dark madness is our next scene, so that's going to be when we find out the truth of Demon. Dun-dun-dun! Is that the one? Yeah. Because that's when um, uh, they confront Safiru, or Safiru's... She, she's a, Safiru's in his lab, and everybody makes their way there eventually. I think the first two people to show up are Emerald and Rubius. Mm hmm And they find out that they're actually dead. Mm-hmm. And then Usagi shows up, and Safir slowly starts losing her, his grip on sanity. Like he had it in the first place? Well, I think the parallel is very interesting on this. Mm-hmm. As, you know, um, in in the anime, I don't remember if the manga, because it's, it's been a while since I've looked at it, but in the anime, for sure, Safiru was the only one with a level head. Yeah. Yeah. He was the only one that, and it, this was true for the previous musicals as well, he was the only one that refused a dark crystal. So... And he was constantly the one telling his, his big brother, Damon, that, you know, I think you're going a little bit too far on this. Don't you think that's a little icky? And Damon would tell him to shut up. And Safiru pretty much said that he murdered Damon. Yeah. Mm hmm And then replaced him with a droid. So that was... That surprise! Yeah, that, that was definitely... The one of the big differences in this show from anything really. from anything this was completely different from any of the other storylines. Uh, I didn't like it. Yeah, I think it went. It's interesting. It it was interesting, but I think it went way past acceptable changing of storyline almost. Yeah, because it it completely changed it. It completely changed. Two characters. Two main characters. What? <laughs> I mean... I don't know. It was just... It was a... 
little off for me. And I, I was like, I don't like it. <laughs> so that was definitely weird. I, I agree with that. It just, I don't know. I guess because of um, everything else going on, that it was just really weird to see that much of a change. Yeah. My other concern was, too, is I was hoping that this wasn't a prelude to what was going to be changed in Crystal. Because if you think about it, the generals were still alive for the barrel battle in the first in Reconquista. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've still got them alive now. It is a minor parallel, but it is still a possible foreshadowing. So we don't know how far this will carry over when they go to do the second half of Crystal. We'll see. Mm -hmm. I I don't think she's going to change it that much, though. I really hope not. That is my my sincerest hope as well, that I hope not. (laughs) Something interesting, and I, I don't remember this from the manga either. Again, it's been a while since I've... Because uh, I haven't got... We have to go we buy the, the manga again. Yeah, we haven't reread this section yet. But um, I know in the anime, she was able to... Tra- uh, she wasn't able to transform because they didn't let her. In in this particular instance, Nemesis notwithstanding, she wasn't able to transform because of her insecurity over Chibiusa and Mamoru. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that was an interesting twist. And we got to play, all right, when did exactly did they switch Satomi out for a body double so she could get into her costume? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because mm. at some point they're, they're dancing around and you know Satomi had to quickly step behind backstage so they could do yeah. a quick change get and throw a body double back up, up there. And that was a good piece of work because I was watching. I knew what they were going to need to do. And as a, as a theater person, I was watching very closely to see if I could spot when she left. And I missed it. I missed it completely. Yeah, I'm looking at this now. And um, there's a reason why she's facing away from everybody. Yeah, it's the some- end of One Heart. Uh, before we get into Dark Madness. Um, I'm, I'm looking, I, I think that might be the last time that I actually see her facing the front. So somewhere in there is when they managed to trade her out. Yeah, because at the end of Dark Madness, um, she's at the top of the stairs facing towards the back of the stage. And that's when everybody's grabbing her and holding her up and things like that. Right. And then she goes through the back of the stage and then all of a sudden she pops out and there's Sailor Moon. Right. So somewhere between um, one heart when you're finding out that uh, Demond is basically you know a puppet somewhere right after that is when all of a sudden she's no longer facing the front at all. So at some point during that is when the change happened. Okay. Yeah, yeah because at that point, the uh, they're flinging her around the stage, too. Right. Mm-hmm. So one of the times that she's flung around the stage very well could be a body double pickup at that point. Right. But anyway, so she transforms, finally. And mm-hmm. we get the back. 
we we get a nice little fight scene. Did, now, was it my imagination, or did you see a skeleton go by when they're talking about that whole death phantom thing? Well, that's because when Wiseman got attacked, his cloak got thrown off, and it revealed that he was a skeleton underneath. And then he explains that, going, yeah, I am death phantom, and that was the corpse of my original body, and I am now connected with the planet. The, 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 the... When they showed that, though, for me, it seemed like it was really fast, so I wasn't able to... It was very fast. Mm-hmm. But what they did was they attacked Wiseman, and his cloak got thrown off, and he's a skeleton. And then he's like, yeah, I'm really Death Phantom, and what you just attacked was, you know, a corpse that I was pup- puppeting around, that so, I was just talking to. Neener, neener, you missed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Neener, neener, pumpkin And eater. by the way, here's my avatar. Yeah, That's here's my avatar, Black Lady. Yeah. I liked the speaking voice of Black Lady. She had a very cute and childish adult female voice that you come to expect for some Japanese woman. Mm-hmm. I just wish her singing voice matched it. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't get past some of the facial expressions. She did the wide-eyed crazy look that you saw from um, On Coco No Black Lady yeah, in the from, first musical. From the previous musical. She was trying to do the, the crazy eyes, and it wasn't working out so well. Yeah, and then, of course, while she's doing that, down comes Tux. Yep. Yet again, with his mind taken over. Yep. He's been brainwashed again. Big shocker. Can't take you anywhere. Nope. <sighs> and everybody likes to choke Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good pastime. <laughs> Poor Satomi. I just, one of the things I noticed, and I, it, I really shouldn't comment on this, but I'm going to anyway, is the difference between the first and the second musical for Poor Satomi. It looks like they've been working this poor girl to death because... Her costume doesn't fit her properly. She no. is at least 15 pounds smaller than what yeah. she was before, and she was pretty thin the first time. She, Yeah, she looks like a twig that's going to snap. <laughs> so there's, these people are ch- doing the chokehold on her, and I'm like, please don't break Satomi. Please, please, please. Yeah, I noticed that, ver- I noticed that as well, that her costume is very wrinkly in the bodysuit area. Her sleeve puffs don't step up, uh, stay up very easily. Mm-hmm. And if you look at her choker, it actually rotates on her because it's like three inches right. too big. But I mean, even if you compare like her arms and her legs mm-hmm. from, from you know the photos from her first musical to this one, it's like, oh, girl. Well, you don't know. I mean, a lot of these girls, if they get sick or something like that, they they still work through it. You you don't know. It could be something. She's overworked, or she's got an illness, or, you know, something. So that's why it's not good to comment on them. But on the other hand, I'm also very concerned, because these musicals are strenuous. They get a whole lot of dancing that they do. So I felt bad for her. You know? And like you say, like, the place choked the Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. And she gets thrown all around a lot in this. If you watch, those girls are, you know, blasted up, down, up, down. Yeah down you know yeah i wouldn't be surprised if uh they've got bruises covered in makeup i wouldn't be surprised either Mm -hmm. 
But Black Lady's song, um, she does go off her notes a few times, but the song itself is very, to me, is very heart-wrenching. Yeah. And Usagi's like, I'm trying to understand your pain. Right. And, and again, this is the timey-wimey wibbly thing. Well, if you're trying to understand your pain, then why doesn't Neo Queen Serenity understand it? But on the other hand, if she never becomes Black Lady, then she never becomes Sailor Chibi Moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So then again, maybe Queen Serenity does know this, and it just sucks ass knowing that she has to ignore her kid so her kid can finally grow up. Yeah. You never know. You don't know how this plays out. No, not at all. But I, I was kind of bummed out that they actually didn't get a real prop for the second Genzui show. Yeah, they were handing over air. I was like, so fuck, when guys. when y- uh, Yuga bends down to take the Genzui show from Sailor Moon, she's you know grabbing nothing. She's pretending to grab a rock. And then, of course, when, you know, she does the same thing when she hands it to Black Lady, and Black Lady has to pretend that she's holding something. So she's got the, like, one in one hand and, like, a closed fist on the other. And then, you know, Pluto, time stop, and then... No, 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 you did that wrong! You missed it! <laughs> Surprise, I'm not dead! Seth Peter runs across the stage! Oh, yeah. <laughs> that uh-huh. was awesome! I'm not dead, suckers! <laughs> I still function! What a bet! That beer grabs nothing too, so he's got one in one hand and nothing in the other. I was just like, "Come on, guys, get a real prop." <laughs> I, t- I just couldn't overlook the surprise that theater. I was like, "Hey, where'd you come from? The hell!" Mm-hmm. So that was supposed to have been Demond, and that wasn't what happened. They could have put Demond there too. It could have been, you know, the droid going, "Well, shit, I'm dead anyway, so neener neener." But they decided to keep going with Sephir as the actual villain of the show. Yeah. That was kind of crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at this and I <laughs> the uh the crazy excitement like holy shit, I have two stones is amusing. <laughs> Look, I got them. I got them. I did it. And instead of you can't touch these two stones together, it was you cannot use them at the same time. Because in the manga, the way Demon was going to take everybody out, and because he was being psychotic, I'm going to touch them together, the past and the future, and woohoo! Boom. <laughs> well, you know, hey. Yep. And then, of course, after that, Pluto. Yep. And then Pluto. And then Pooh! And her basically explaining, look, I'm in love with you, but I have my duty and my job, and I'm sorry. And then, dead. (laughs) Yeah. And then her death is what spawns the little Cretan to realize, oh, hey, it's not all about me. Fuck. I I fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, shit. My only friend just died because I was a complete and total tool. Yay, me. <laughs> Sorry, we we had a complete total tool. We had a uh, um, surprise cat. Okay, <laughs> it's okay. the cat is trying to climb onto the couch over the TV set. You have to see it to understand. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Anyway, um, back to back to this. So yeah, and that's a really hard thing to end on because now you're running to the end of the show. You've just had one of the main characters die, like irrevocably die, as far as anyone in the show is concerned, as far as mm-hmm. they know. And, and then, of course, you break into musical number that has nothing to do with anything. Right. I was heartbroken because Jimmy Moon's just like, look, I can transform and you're dead. <laughs> yeah. Seeing it from the great beyond. Right. Well, the part that actually was hysterical to me was, you know, Sailor Moon's like, okay, so let's go defeat Death Phantom. We're going to do it together, Chibiusa. Because Death Phantom hasn't said anything for the past ten minutes. And I was like, put down the stick. Put put down the stick. (laughs) Because she's holding the time key this entire time. I was like, put it down, Chibiusa. Put it down. (laughs) And they gave her a proplica. Yep. Chibiusa gets a, 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 a cutie moon rod instead of uh, the sugar sticks. Yeah, that pink sugar heart attack crap. Merchandising. Thanks, guys. Uh-huh. To quote, um, what's it from um, Spaceballs? Yogurt. Merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, why are we not mentioning this? Uh-oh. Earth star power! Holy shit, yes! <laughs> I lost my mind! Because they're all putting their power behind Sailor, Sailor Moon, Moon, and they do, you know, the Mercury star power, Mars star power, right? And then all of a sudden, Earth star power! I was like... <laughs> you can't like, do that! Dude, you don't get that for another season and a half. <laughs> Earth star power. He's got the golden crystal. He can't uh-huh. be a sailor senshi. He's a guy. Well, technically... You know, he can't be a sailor senshi. He's still a guardian. Yes. He's the guardian of Earth. Which, theoretically, why isn't Chibi Moon, like, ultimate power? Because she's not only going to get the Ginzui show, but she's gonna get the golden crystal, too. That bitch is gonna have some power. Power, power. But no, guys can't transform. They can't wear pretty skirts. No. Or they, booty shorts. Naoku laid that laid laid the law down on that one. That that. Right. Only girls can be Sailor Senshi. Dude. It's not pretty guardian tuxedo mask. <laughs> <laughs> Although in Yuga's case, maybe it is. Yeah. It yeah might be. Th- this this musical kind of was sort of trying to make it that way. Yeah. So Earth Star Power and we were peeing. <laughs> you should have heard us scream. It was amazing. I think I did. I think I just chalked it up as a call it a wild. <laughs> you know, and for all the people that wanted a Sailor Earth, I need to screen cap that one little thing and just post it and be like, we already got one. You should. You really, really should. I get so many people mad at me. Do it! Look, I got your back on that one. <laughs> I will share the shit out of that. <laughs> I think that made the whole musical for me, though. <laughs> Her star power. You're funny. It was pretty But funny. yeah, no, I don't understand. That's like, alright, we had this traumatic thing happen... Death Phantom hasn't said two words through the whole scenario, and then we're gonna go kill him? Whoa. 
Thanks for remembering he was there. That was helpful. Right. <laughs> and then we break into song. Oh, wait. And then, and then we get a, a Neo Queen Serenity body double basically saying, hey, guys, stick around with Sailor Moon. And by the way, Pluto, you can always, we'll, we'll have your dead body in Crystal Tokyo for the rest of, all, uh, for the rest yeah. of time. Yeah. Yeah. That was depressing. So, I have to say, I was kind of bummed out in that scene that we didn't get that whole bit from the manga where oh. she's like, and Sailor Moon, I wish I could say goodbye to you, but I'm not allowed to because it's, you know, a it's a rule of time thing. And then you get Sailor Moon going, hi, I wanted to see myself. <laughs> and we didn't get that, but that's okay. No, we just get a daughter and a daddy going, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Leave Ray and Gendo out of this for the last time. Oh, let's just not do that. Shinji did some stuff that made me. Oh, oh, God, a Megumi. Anyway, moving on. So yeah, that was a. It was it was an awkward, you know, way to try and wrap up the musical to begin with because he, this storyline was very depressing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I love that while they're doing their bows, Chibi Moon's just like, hey, my mom sent a letter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And everybody, Demond and everybody comes over to read it. That's funny. You see, that in a way kind of reminds me of the first Ronma movie where after everything is said and done, Soon says, Hmm, it's a shame we couldn't stop at the Cursed Springs of Jusenkia while we were there. And everybody just looks and just screams at the screen, and then you go, and you see, the end. <laughs> God. Yeah, we still haven't seen Ronma. It's on Hulu. I know. It's on our to-do list once, you know, we're done with commissions. I promise we're going to watch it. Awesome. So there we go. We've compared and contrasted, and, and yeah. it wasn't a, a horrid musical better than the first one. Um, we, we cried when everybody was doing their little speeches at the very end. Uh -huh. Especially with Pluto's. We were like, oh. You're cute. I want to hug you. You're so cute. Yeah. All right. You think we should kind of sort of wrap it up, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, this has been very long-winded. <laughs> yes, yeah, it I, I has. Think, I think we've gone through everything that we've needed to. I, I think the girls have beaten the horse to the point where there are no bones, just dust. <laughs> we didn't beat it. We lovingly caressed it to death. I can still <laughs> yeah, I can lovingly still caressed it like it was, like y'all were Elmira Duff. I can <laughs> I can still vacuum up the dust and throw it in the trash can and beat that around. Yata. <laughs> Don't try her, she'll do it. Yes, I know. That's the scary part. Because, you know, I think we were pretty much comparing it to the anime and the manga throughout the whole thing. Yeah. So. Right. The one thing I would say is if, if any of our listeners ever get a chance to, if they want to s compare and contrast, I would strongly recommend seeing um, one of the, I guess it would be a third stage musical. It's called Uncoco No Black Lady. Mm -hmm. um, this musical was good. 
like I said, the, the, the one we just watched, there were, there were things we nitpicked, of course, but I, I cannot recommend On Coco No Black Lady enough. That is probably one of, other than Transylvania No More, one of my favorite original musicals. And I know the Well, that just has starlights in it, and of course, and it's got, you know, Sayuri. Yeah. Sayuri and Momoko and Hikari. Yes. <laughs> but see, On Coco uh, No Black Lady has Hikari as demand. I know. And she's not nearly as disturbing as this chick was. <laughs> she is the Yuga of that yeah. That musical. That stage. Hikari making women question their sexuality since 19 what? Mm-hmm. 90... Something. Four? 94? Yes. I had to think about that for a second. 94. Yep. So, yeah. That, that's our last two cents on this. Alright. So, thanks for listening to us ramble. You call that rambling? It's more like ranting and raving like a couple of lunatics while having a civilized conversation what a cup of tea. I, I think it should go more along the lines of thanks for listening to us ramble. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, the special podcast will be put up just like normal. Uh, the podcast usually run every other week and will usually be posted before the weekend. You can catch us on iTunes and visit our Facebook group at The Crystal Chronicles. You can check out our website too at thecrystalchronicles.com where we will try to be posting more stuff. Yes. And Sailor Moon says, see you next time. Bye. Well, well, we, we, we can't say goodbye just yet. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, I do have a couple of quick announcements from, from the producer here. Um, starting, I would say, next month, which is essentially is tomorrow, for the next couple of podcasts, we'll have the full group here. And then we'll, and we'll say uh, goodbye to Yelson X, who is embarking on bigger and better, more awesome things. I wish him nothing but the best. And we'll find out more about his JLPT, too. And then come January, it will be Mako, Alcrea, Seiya, Yatin, and Artemis. That's all. Now we can get out of here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> bye. Bye bye. Good night, everybody. For more information about this podcast, check us out at thecrystalchronicles.com. Thanks for listening. Podcast no, Kariwai no message.